On behalf of all of us at Restoring the Foundations International, we want to wish you a very happy new year. Last year was a big year for RTF. We crafted and launched this Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast, which you're listening to now. We announced our new MyRTF platform and began streamlining our organization. We hosted an amazing live international advance conference here in Nashville, Tennessee. Most importantly, many received a renewed hope, deep healing, and freedom in Christ. As we embark on another rotation around the sun, we wanted to bring back one of our earlier podcast episodes that we believe will set the tone for what's ahead this year. Please be blessed as RTF Director Cindy Whitman presents a refresh for 2023, Living an Abundant Life in Christ. What does it mean to live the abundant life? You know, one of my favorite scriptures is John 10.10. It says, The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. Or in the Amplified, it says, The thief comes in order to still kill and destroy. I came that they might have and enjoy life and have it in its abundance to the full till it overflows. So what does it mean to have abundant life? Well, first of all, let's describe or define abundant. Strong's defines it as over and above, more than is necessary, super added. And you can see in the Amplified, it defines it as till it's full and overflowing. You know, I think about a glass of water that's full and overflowing. It's under a spigot, and it never stops flowing. What do you think about when you think about living a life of abundance? Have you ever stopped to think about what that means? Well, it's far more than just having your fire insurance and knowing that you're not going to spend eternity in hell. Well, stop and think about it for a moment. Ask the Holy Spirit, what does it mean to live a life of abundance? full till it overflows. Did you get an impression, a picture, a scripture verse about what it feels like to live in abundance? You know, as I did that, I got a picture that came to mind. It's the difference between watching a movie in black and white or one in full living color. Now, you might be too young to remember the days of black and white TVs, but use your imagination for a minute and you can picture it. Black and white was okay until we knew the difference of full color, right? Now that we know about full living HD color, black and white is really lacking. You know, before flat screen TVs, TVs looked differently, but we didn't know any different. Now we can't imagine watching a show or a movie from the small screens of the past. Living a life of abundance is living in full-blown HD living color on a big screen TV, and it's 3D. It's not only experiencing love, joy, peace, patience, and all the fruit of the Spirit. It's also knowing your true identity as a son or daughter of the Most High God, knowing that you're fulfilling your destiny, your calling, and your purpose, that you're not being held back by your past, that your past doesn't define you that your current challenges are preparing you for your next assignment. They're not your punishment. Living the abundant life doesn't mean that we don't have challenges. In fact, in John 16, 33, it tells us that we will have challenges. But it does mean that we're confident in knowing that he's always with us, regardless of our circumstances. You know, I'll be honest. I don't know of anyone, including myself, 
that I can say is living life to the fullness of overflowing every day in every area of their life. Because according to that John 10, 10 verse, we have an enemy that has come to steal, kill, and destroy in our lives. You know, he is not creative, but he is persistent. He robs us of our joy. He steals our sleep. He plunders our finances. He destroys our relationships at every opportunity he can. But he only has access in our lives in the places that we give him legal ground. Well, what's legal ground? Well, it's the footholds we give to him. You know, Ephesians 4.27 says, do not give the devil a foothold. Well, what's a foothold? A foothold is a place where a person's foot can be lodged to support them securely, especially while climbing. So giving the devil a foothold is giving him a place where he can land, so to speak. You know, in high school, I did a little bit of technical climbing, and I'll underscore the phrase little bit. And, but what happened in that is that I learned something about footholds. You see, I was on the side of this mountain. I'm all roped up, and somebody was belaying me to make sure that I didn't fall or to catch me if I did fall. And I remember the instructor yelling at me, put your foot on that foothold. Now, I'm straddled across the face of this rock looking for the foothold he's talking about, and I don't see it. I'm not making any progress in the mountain because I can't see the foothold. It was so small that I couldn't imagine that it would hold my weight. You see, a foothold doesn't have to be a very big space. It doesn't have to be a runway. It's just a small piece of land or a place that the enemy needs to work. So what gives the enemy a foothold? Well, there are several things, and this certainly is not an exhaustive list. But some of the things that give the enemy a foothold is the wounded places in our life. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Another version says, guard your heart above all. What does it mean above all? Well, above all means above all. Guard your heart above all with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. So that's saying to me that when we do not guard our heart, when we do not deal with the issues of our heart, that they're going to come out in other areas of our life. Because, see, our wounded hearts give place to the devil. You know, Matthew 15, 18 gives us another place. It says, From out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles the person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, and slander. This scripture in Matthew deals with the importance of tending our hearts again. Our heart is where the foothold could become a landing strip for the enemy. If we allow our heart to be defiled, then it leads to bigger things, evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, etc. A simple all-inclusive word would be that it leads to sin. Our untended hearts lead to sin and provide a place for the enemy to work. So our unattended heart and mouth give the devil a foothold. Another scripture that talks about the mouth is Deuteronomy 28. We call it the blessing and cursing chapter. You know it. It says all of those things of if we do this, then we will experience the blessings. If we do not do this, then their curse will come upon ourselves. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. 
So we have the power to curse ourselves and actually to curse others with our speech or to bless them or to bless ourselves. So our tongue can be a foothold for the enemy, giving him a place to work. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity into the obedience of Christ. So our thoughts can give the devil a foothold. There are a lot of things that we believe that don't agree with what God says. We would call those lies. It's an ungodly belief. An ungodly belief is anything that we uh, believe that does not agree with God's nature or his character or his word. And that is a huge category. Everything that fits into that definition is a lie. So anything that we believe that doesn't agree with God's nature, his character, or his word is a lie. But that verse says we have the weapons of our warfare needed to defeat the devil. That's a place that we have to co-labor with Father God to identify the lies, to come out of agreement with them, and to change the way that we think. We didn't begin thinking most of those negative thoughts or those lies yesterday, so it's going to be a process for us to change the neural pathways in our brain. The really good news is that nothing is impossible with God, and He helps us in all of our weakness. So those are some of those things that give legal ground to the enemy and keep us from experiencing the abundant life that Jesus Christ died to give us. Will you pray with me today? Father God, I thank you for promising that you will always be with me and for giving me everything that I need to do all that you've asked me to do. I truly want to live the abundant life fully and completely. I don't want anything to limit me from your best and from the amazing plan that you have for me. I know that the enemy has been at work robbing and stealing and killing from me. I ask you to forgive me for any way that I have partnered with him. Reveal to me any place of healing, any wounded place that needs healing. Open my eyes and ears to recognize the lies I believe, and then show me your truth. Show me where my words have given a landing strip for the enemy in my life. As I walk this journey with you, Lord, I trust that you will be with me. I believe that you are renewing my mind, you are healing my heart, and you're giving me fresh perspective in every situation in my life so that I can truly live the abundant life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And my declaration today is that He has given me an abundant life, and I will walk in it. Thank you for joining us on the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast today. We pray you are blessed and equipped with biblical truth, empowering you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. To learn more about the ministry of Restoring the Foundations International, please visit RestoringTheFoundations.org We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.